Welcome back. Am I the last person to know that Destiny's Child covered the Bee Gees for the song Emotion? I heard that song earlier and it blew my fucking mind. I was like, wait, because it's kind of one of my favorite Destiny's Child songs because um, Kelly kind of goes on a run and I'm like, ooh, they let her out. <laughs> um, I don't know. It really it was it was shocking to me, but um, maybe it's not shocking to any of you. Anyways. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. Um, doing things solo tonight. I've got a lot of topics. Um, they've been building up. Uh, you know, last week I had Clay Woman on the pod. Loved having her on. Some of you were like a little confused. And, um, you know, I got some negative comments on the Patreon, which I did not appreciate. But like, you know, I don't like seeing that on my page. But um, it is fine. You can speak your mind. However, Clay Woman is an icon, and uh, she deserves a little more respect. Um, and, uh, you know, an artist doesn't have to explain himself. Uh, I'm glad we have a record of our conversation, and uh, that's the tea. Um, again, welcome back. <laughs> and I'm kind of coming in hot. A uh, little social media update. So I am, um, after a month and like a week, I am now back on Instagram. And, you know, I felt weird at first. Uh, I liked not being able to be reached by kind of not anonymous people, but like people you kind of know. So I got back on. I posted a little Instagram story and I got like a bunch of messages. Of course, I did like the like classic, uh, sorry, me thing where it's like, yeah, so I'm not going to be posting much anymore. But if you want to find me, like go on the Patreon and people like, oh my god hey what's up like missed you like oh my god i didn't know you were gone and i was like oh my god like i don't know you like i don't know you i mean having that kind of like barrier of just like your own like close personal friends texting you for a month is like kind of cute but then i did kind of miss like some of it to be honest with you i was like oh i kind of you know i liked it and i posted my first story and i looked at um who viewed the story and uh, I think I smiled for the first time in, like, days, if not weeks. I was like, oh, they're looking <laughs> so warped and actually so sad. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm back. I mean, I'm not going back on Twitter. I mean, I, I sometimes people send me links to tweets and then, you know, on my phone, I'm, I'm logged in on, like, Safari so I, I can see my um, feed and I can maybe look at it for like 10 to 15 seconds. And I'm just like, ew, <laughs> like, ugh. it just seems so unimportant. Like, yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm like, eh, I chuckle. I'm like, huh. And most I'm like, huh. I'm not like, ha 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 ha. There's no laughter. It's just like, okay, they made a good point. But like, it's about stuff that I don't even want to know about in the first place. It's like so niche, so boutique. And I'm like, not that I'm worried about bigger things. I'm just like, 
I just kind of don't care. <laughs> I think it's okay to not care for a little while. But um, I don't know. I feel like being offline as a gay guy is kind of like just, it's like being straight. Because, you know, like, um, <laughs> well, this, now that all straight people do poppers, this is like not a thing. But like years ago, you'd like pull out poppers and some straight guy would be like, oh my God, what are those? I want to do those. I'm like, they're poppers. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, I don't even know how to actually start to explain this to you, but like, it's VCR cleaner. Um, but no, then I, I, I like, again, I, I accidentally kind of logged back on Twitter and I saw like Taylor Swift collaborated with Ice Spice. And I'm like, this is like definitely a straight person, a straight guy, like does not know this. And like, I actually don't want to know this anymore either because it seems so random. And I did listen to the song and it was obviously fucking terrible. <laughs> duh. Like, duh. Um, I don't know. The the Taylor Swift part was bad. The Ice Spice part was probably even worse because they like slowed her down even more. And I'm like, uh, she didn't have a flow in the first place. Like, the thing is, like, she just like kind of talks fast, and you're like, okay, she's cute. Um, okay. Uh, I, I don't know. People seem to like it. I I'm just still kind of baffled, but. Whatever, I'm old and obsolete, so literally who fucking cares? Anyways, um yeah, I hope everyone had a nice Memorial Day weekend. I I did, randomly. I had no plans going into it. Um, but thank God my friend Clark, who is a little bit younger than me, I think he's like twenty-five. I don't know, he's friend of the pod. Um you know, he, when I was on Instagram, he would like be in Fire Island with his uh, fiance, which I'm like, that's crazy. You're so young, but props to your mama. Um, and I'm always like, invite me, invite me, invite me, invite me. And then he invited me on Friday morning. I was like, do you want to come for Saturday night? And I was like, I'm like, oh shit. Like, okay. <laughs> I was like getting what I wanted. And I was like, oh, uh, it was like just, just say yes. And I did say yes. And so, you know, his fiance's um a little bit older. Um very cute and like nice, welcoming, warm. Drove down to Sayville, Long Island, got in the ferry. Beautiful day, like 80 degrees. Uh, I got the like eleven thirty AM ferry. Um showed up in the harbor. Clark was waiting for me. I was like, oh my god, I missed Fire Island so much. I've been there once before, and it was like 2015. Um, it was like a uh, my friend invited me. Um, and I got a very che- I paid like 175 dollars for like four nights, which is in the Pines, which is like literally unheard of. So I show up. Um, I don't know who's gonna be in the house, and then I see him on his way out. And he's like, oh, so you're gonna take my room? Like I'm leaving, and I'm like oh, wait, so, like, <laughs> I'm, like, well, who's here? <laughs> and I, like, didn't know anyone. And, uh, you know, four days later, it was, like, very, like, ketamine, GHB, and I'm, like, I'm, like, oh, my God, who are these? <laughs> like, I didn't know what I was getting into. It was crazy. But I had such a good time. Uh, I would say the hot tub was, like, gray by the time we left. Um, it was disgusting. 
but I, I love Fire Island. I think it's a beautiful, magical place. The Pines, um, you know, if you're only... <laughs> the movie Fire Island, um, it does paint like a certain kind of picture, but it's like not as um, unwelcoming as it seems. There's so many different kinds of people there. Cherry Grove is even more like diverse and like, I don't know, in the pines there are a bunch of like fat guys on the beach too. So I was like, period, like I'm chilling. I think it it, it does have to do with like your own mental like fortitude and it's like do you, I mean yes there are like psychotic um gays you're like how do you even exist but that's like also just going out in like Hell's Kitchen or Chelsea or certain places in the West Village like it's you gotta kind of just pull yourself up by the bootstraps and be like yeah the culture at large is whack but like you gotta do your own thing and like don't let anyone dominate your um, experience it. It's such a beautiful, like it's so geographically fucking beautiful, and like also everyone's in a good mood. Everyone says hi to each other. Even like the steroid muscle gays will, like walk by you on the boardwalk and be like, "Hey," and I'm like, "Hey, good morning." It's like actually so nice and so sweet. That was one of like the major reasons why I hated the Fire Island movie because it was like the camaraderie was not even it wasn't even like touched on at all. Anyways. I get to Fire Island and, uh, you know, Clark and his fiance were very welcoming, cute little house. I loved it so much. And then we go to the beach and I post a little, you know, Instagram story. I'm like, Hey, is anyone here? And then like so many people. And like, it was mostly my close friends were like, they were like, why are you on Fire Island? And I was like, what? Like, they're like, why are you there? I'm like, okay, bitch, I'm a faggot. It's Memorial Day. It's 80 degrees. Why would I not be here? And maybe they meant, like, how did you get invited? Who are you with? But I didn't like the why are you there, which I got, like, maybe even more than three people. A lot of people are like, why are you there? Maybe they're a little jealous, but, like, I'm not even going to get into that. I'm just like, okay, well, I got invited and I'm I'm here it's like actually very simple I've never said anything negative about Fire Island in fact I I express that I miss it all the time and I, I want to go back it's actually just prohibitively expensive it is so, I mean like my god I think like people pay like $20,000 a week for a house and like you know the, the, the gays that have money they're like okay well I'll pay like you know you know, you get like 12 gays in the house and they're just like, oh, they all pay like two grand for a week. And I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> like that, but that's like very typical. That's, uh, it's very normal. Um, not my tea though. I kind of feel like I, I'm a good house guest. I clean and, uh, I bring wine. I do dishes and, uh, I'm not paying to stay most places. Cause I just don't think that it should be, you know, it's like, it, <sighs> It's just not my team. Also, like, it is, it probably is worth it, but, like, I'm not taking advantage of, like, you know, the parties. It's, if you want to, like, suck and fuck in the woods and, like, get do all that shit, like, that's cool. But, like, if I'm not very, like, promiscuous anymore, um, and I was, and, and again, no, no tea, no shade, but, like, it's just, that's not, like, but that is a big part of why people go there. Um, but I love 
just being there. Time moves. I was there for like basically 24 hours. It felt like four fucking days. It was just, there's no, um, there's no roads. There's no like cars. There's no cops. There's like no anything. It's just like a tiny little strip of beach. You take a ferry to, um, so me, Clark and, um, his fiance, Mark went to the beach. Um, and there's this house they call the TV house because it's just like, it's not like a shack, but it's like a big, big ish kind of house, but it's like probably small on the inside, but it's just all windows on the beach. And, um, you know, we put our beach towels down, we're laying out in the sun and we just see these like two, like extremely conventionally hot guys, just like fucking like, so hard at like noon and they're on display and there's um there's not a lot of people on the beach there's like you know a couple next to us a couple of people there it's very like the crowd is very thin um and we're just like watching them go at it like not even like like they were doing like missionary at first but it was like the bottom head is like like legs behind his head and they were like he was like pounding him for like 45 minutes and we we're all just kind of like that i'm like i i assumed they were filming for like only fans i didn't see any cameras but i'm like i'm like i felt like kind of bad about myself like do people actually maintain an erection for that long like how are they doing and then you know he'd like also like he would stop fucking the guy then he'd get up and then start like face fucking him and i'm like okay so you're clearly like and that would happen over and over again. I'm like, so you're clearly like, he's douche to completion. You know, it's like just kind of uh, very like porny, like not real, you know. And this is happening on the second level. And on the first level, there's just like two gay guys in Speedos like cooking in the kitchen. And like, I don't know if they know what's even going on upstairs. Um, but I could not stop watching. And then, you know, they would change positions. And we we're all just kind of like looking at them. And then people would be walking behind us on the beach and be like, oh, well, like that's crazy <laughs> and we're like yeah like they i'm like they've been going at it for a while like you know and then at a certain point my friend waved to one of the guys the top and the top waved back and uh i was like oh no i want to like bury my head in the sand i was like no i was like who cares like i think they probably i don't think they were fucking for the attention but like i think they didn't care and like also i can't even imagine First of all, like maintaining an erection at noon for that long and then also being like, hey, look at me. Good for them. But they're like on Viagra or like math, right? Like that's not something's uh, something in the milk ain't clean. (laughs) Anyways, it was cool. But then also like next door to them was a house that like they had like they like three like children that were like six years old. They were kind of like walking around the beach. and I'm like. Why did you bring your children to Fire Island? I didn't notice them noticing the fucking and sucking, but I was just kind of like, uh, I wanted to like create a diversion so they wouldn't see that. But also, like, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it kind of is, but it's like in this day and age, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. But yeah, anyway, so we went back, we had lunch took a little nap um and then i they were like okay we're going to this show 
this drag queen called oh, I have to look up her name. Uh Dina Dina Martina at the Ice Palace in Cherry Grove. Um you know, we were in the pines, so we had to walk a mile, a full mile on the beach on the sand. Uh I feel like I threw my back out completely just walking down the sand. Like walking a mile on the beach is actually so hard. <laughs> so hard. It's so hard. And these tickets were forty dollars. I'm like, okay, I better be getting a fucking good show. Anyway, she's kind of like this weird, like cross between like Lisa Rinna and like one of like um like Bev Bighead on Rocco's Modern Life. I mean, she looks cool and she seems funny and like she actually was she had moments of being like so funny. Um, she played a lot of videos that were like um kind of old. I, I, that that's the, the whole thing is like I, her act seemed like it'd been done like hundreds of times and it was just kind of slightly her going through the motions which I get it's fine but um she did this thing that I thought and a lot of the older people in the crowd thought it was funny she would like mispronounce words on purpose well she did this she had um her shtick was like saying she would swap like g's and j's so instead of like jetting she would say getting She'd be like, I was jetting um, some stuff from the store. And people would be like, ha, 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 I'm like, that's literally not funny. And I thought it happened like once. Kind of remember that guy Drew did like the Chloe Sevigny bit, you know. We'd kind of like exaggerate words. Uh, but like, you know, that was like a three-minute video. This was like a full hour plus. And, I, and like, if that's, if that's where the jokes are, honey absolutely not and again i'm allowed to be a little bit of a bitch because it was 40 dollars. that's like <coughs> like what is i mean actually concerts are just like 800 dollars now so never fucking mind um but you know the last act kind of happened and i was like okay finally we're getting out of the woods and then she dropped this like very dated like covid joke like 20 minute thing where she's like so, I mean, we're just getting out of COVID, right? So, um, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I've been vaxxed and boosted and I'm still getting boosted. I'm like, you're not getting boosted. Like, I feel like Pfizer's probably like, you can't possibly still getting boosted. So it was like, it seemed like so like last year's material. And I was just like, oh my God, like this is, I was already feeling like I wanted to leave. And then it was like this shit that like wasn't funny. And like, I do think she could be so funny. But she's just not. And um, anyway, sorry. I don't think Dina Martinez is listening. And I looked at her Instagram and I was like, ooh, I wonder who's following her. And it's like literally no one. So like, that's fine. Anyways, I you know, I stayed the night, had breakfast, and I went off on my merry way. I mean, again, like that, it was basically like 24 hours in Fire Island. It felt like four days or like a week. It was... Time moves differently there. It's slow. You know, I forgot all my life back in New York. I'm like, where do I live? Like, what? Like, what? Um, like, what's my? Who are my friend? Like, what is anything? Who even cares? I'm just here, and it's so great. Um, it is. I will say, Fire Island is actually, it's pretty expensive. Um, 
I just missed the window for the like parking lot. So I had to pay $38 for parking. Um, a vodka soda in a tiny plastic cup is like $15 bare minimum. And it's like, oh shit, like that's kind of insane. Um, so if you do go, you, you, you know, and you're a little budget conscious, like you, you got to bring some stuff, bring an extra bag and, and kind of, you know, plan ahead. Um, but after the Dina Martina show, we went to this bar cherries, which is like right across the little courtyard or whatever. And, um, lesbians, lesbians everywhere. Lesbians. Like I've never seen. I was so happy to be around lesbians. Just like getting fucking buck wild. Like I love to see that shit. You just don't see lesbians enough anymore. And like, damn, they were losing their minds. And I, and I saw this, like, this like excruciatingly hot lesbian who was like ethnically ambiguous, but like probably like kind of, I don't know. We kind of looked related. So it's like either she's like Italian or like middle Eastern or like other, or maybe like Latin, um, kind of jacked like a strappy sports bra. And she was just mopping up everything. And I, I texted, <laughs> I texted a friend, uh, I won't say who, and I was like, do you, like, think you could ever marry a woman? Because I'm like, just, I just, like, got a vibe, and I'm like, I feel like you should be with her, or, like, someone like her. And this woman who does have a podcast that has been on my podcast was like, crazy that you said that, because, like, I was kind of just thinking about something like that. Anyways, no spoilers. Um, I just, damn, I love being around lesbians. It's so much fun. They get a bad rap. But people think they're like uptight and annoying. They're like actually not. They're like, if you ever seen like Tampa Bay's, like, bitch, they will get a DUI driving to another state to hook up in a fucking heartbeat. Like, they are the moment. Um, yeah. Well, anyways. Enough about lesbians. I, I, uh, you know, went to the harbor to get the ferry back to Sayville, Long Island, and uh, you know, I had like a, a twenty-minute wait, and I noticed that like there were these gay guys that, uh, like, almost they were like so conventionally attractive, um, speedos. They had like a boat in the harbor, but like there aren't. There's like six to eight boats in the harbor. And these guys were, like, again, wearing Speedos, six-packs, like, full heads of hair, gorgeous. They were, like, undocking the boat and, like, taking the tarp off the boat. And they were, like, going to go off in the boat, just the two of them. And I'm like, how the fuck did they even think that they were allowed to own a boat? How did they know... How do they not, like, refuel the boat? How do they... Like, what are they even, like, getting out of it? Um, It just makes no sense to me. And, like, when well, they just go on, like, the Long Island Sound and, like, sit there. And, like, you could just go to the beach. Like, it didn't, didn't really add up. And I'm like, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe their parents are rich and they just had the boat and they learned how to. But, like, driving the boat is one thing. But, like, docking in, like, the Fire Island Harbor and having, like, a boat slip. Like, that was crazy. But I, ha- I mean, I mean, clearly crazier things have happened. I just didn't get it. And of course, like while I'm looking at them, like undocking their boat, I'm looking at like there's a gym now that's like in the harbor, and it's like 
gays just working out. And I'm like, whoa. (laughs) I mean, I get why gay guys want to have, like, a certain physique. Like, that makes sense. But I'm also, like, curious, like, who... Who taught, like, these gays how to work out like that? Like, who... Who's their mentor? Is it other gay guys? Because I'm like, well, I guess... I mean, yeah, maybe it is that. But, like, what do gay guys think about when they're lifting? When they're, like, power lifting or, like, lifting heavy things? Like, I think straight guys are probably just like, fuck, like, I hate my dad. Or, I mean, I'm sure gay guys are doing that, too. Like, I just... I don't know. What are they thinking? Like, what's motivating them? I guess it's just, like... (laughs) other gay guys being like I need to be hotter than them I'm being such a bitch I'm not being a bitch I just um, you know I actually didn't feel insecure in Fire Island I was just kind of like yeah well I'm letting it all hang out maybe that comes with age Um, but I encourage everyone who's Fire Island curious who hasn't been there just go just fucking go you know, don't let um, uh, Joel Kim Booster make it seem like it's some, like, hostile, like, crazy thing. It's, like, literally not. Or if you don't want to go to the Pines, go to Cherry Grove. But honestly, just, like, go to either. It's, like, it's no different than, like, life in New York or in, like, America or the world. Like, you're literally in the most progressive place on the fucking planet. That's why I hated Fire Island. I'm like, you're going to, like, take this angle? Like, like I don't think Joel Kimbooster's had a bad time on Fire Island. Like, he's just doing GHB. He's, he's written about an article. It's like, interviews. Like, yeah, I do G like, all the time. It's like, you're definitely going to all the parties. You're having the time of your life. Why make a movie about how arduous and shitty it is if, like, you don't like it? Also, I think he made that movie after only being there once, which, like, okay, it's fine. I don't know. Anyways. Okay, we're back. I just wanted to step outside to have a little cigarette, but I'm back. Um, so, Fire Island stuff, over get in the car and I realized like it's Memorial Day weekend and like the outlet malls do be having like extremely good sales and I have um, a wedding in late June which I have mentioned before and I think since this is a free episode I'll kind of like recap like (laughs) this scenario so my friend, well, I won't name, I love her to death, <laughs> but, you know, I've been on her close friend's Instagram story for a couple years and like a full year, she was kind of planning her wedding, asking people to like vote on stuff, being like, oh, what do you think about like these potted plants, or, like these table arrangements, all this stuff. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. Um, and this was also coming off the heels of like a friend, another friend, woman, who put me on her close friends list, did the same thing, and I did not get an invite. So I was like, that's, and it was also like a huge venue, and it seems like a very casual kind of wedding, like anyone could have come. I didn't get invited. I was like, okay, you're kind of dead to me now. Like, I, I think that's so insanely rude. 
to put someone on your close friend's Instagram and uh, not invite them to the wedding. I mean, some people will disagree. You know, I hear you and I see you, but I think you're fucking wrong. I think it's egregious and it's insane. It, it maybe it was an oversight. Anyway, so my friend, I won't name her. She's corrected the wrong, but, um, you know, I, I caught wind that like the invites had gone out and I didn't get one. And so I saw her at a mutual friend's birthday party a couple months ago. Um, and we were outside smoking a cigarette with other close mutual friends. And I, I did something out of character kind of, I was just like, Hey, boop. I was like, I noticed you sent the, the invites to the wedding out. Um, I was like, Hey, like either like, you know, you don't have to invite me to the wedding, but like, you can just take me off the close friends list. Cause like, honestly, my feelings were hurt that I wasn't invited. Cause I just thought, I've been a part of this like process for like a year of like voting and just like, just kind of like looking at the whole thing. It's like, why would you have me on this uh, and not invite me? And, you know, I, I brought that to her attention. It looked like she saw a ghost and I was just like, Oh God, I'm like, this is like, okay. Like, I don't want to make you feel bad. Uh, however, you did make me feel bad, but I was like, oh, it was like, listen, like you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. I get it. Weddings are, you know, um, they're precarious. They're kind of like, you know, but like, I, again, I was like, just take me off the close friends. It's like, we're not close friends, I guess. Like, I don't know what to tell you. This is like crazy. And she's like, I'll send you an, an invite. And I was like, okay. And I, I kind of didn't expect to get one because uh, certain people are like, yeah, that was tight. And some people are like, you should never do something like that. And I was like, honestly, like, I feel like I was just... Not for the first time in my life, but I feel like I was, uh, you know, standing up for like what was right. <laughs> like, I don't need a plus one. Anyways, I got the invite. I was like, oh shit, like now I have to go. <laughs> but I wanted to go and I do want to go and I'm happy to go. But I was like, okay, shit, I need to um, uh, buy a suit because the reason why I was like distressed is because... um. I had a suit in my closet I got from J. Crew like two Memorial Days ago because they got sales too. And like a blue linen suit, and I was like looking so good in that shit. Um, tried it on, and uh, yeah, no, it does not fit me at all. So I was like, God fucking damn it. And you know, time is ticking, and like, you know, everyone's like, oh, just go to Zara, like, go to like fucking coast, like, go to here and there. And I'm doing my research because I'm, like, a very fabric-oriented person. Also, I feel like a suit is, like, an investment. And it's, like, I don't want to just buy... I don't want to spend, like, hundreds of dollars on something that's just, like, a ch- like something that's cheap and, like, I'm never going to want to wear again. So, I, um, on my way back from Fire Island, I had been to the Tanger Outlet Malls in Deer Park before with Friend of the Pod, Emily. We've talked about it on our episodes I was like let me pop in it was so crowded it was like families like fucking everyone had like six kids and I was just like constantly like get out of my way for you know hours so I park where I normally park I start off at Saks Fifth Avenue and I'm like okay I think they have like a suit section and it is it's it's abysmal and I'm like oh my god and it's expensive as shit like it was like 
there was one decent suit that I found. Um, and it was like $900 on sale from like 3000. It was like Valentino. And I'm like that, like, of course, like <laughs> that's so me. It's very broke with expensive taste, but, um, and everything there's, it's like so cheap. It's so shitty. It's like, I, I don't even know how I found that. That was the first thing I looked at. I was like, well, everything after that is going to be abysmal. So I, I make the, you know, the loop, the huge loop around the outlet malls. I go to like Perry Ellis. I go to like, um, Ralph, well, Polo Ralph Lauren. I go to, um, Calvin Klein. I go to, Whatever I walk by, like there's a there's a, I had a very existential moment for me. It was a men's big and tall suit store, and I I, I stood outside of it. And I was like, do I go in there? And um, I decided no. Like I'm like I made the executive decision. I'm like that, you know that cannot be you. That cannot be you. Um ended up like I felt like I was giving up and I was walking back to where my car was parked by the Saxoth Avenue and I stumbled across a Brooks Brothers store and I was like oh wait like Brooks Brothers is just like a no-nonsense kind of just like you need the clothes you gotta look a certain way like it's more in my mind I'm like it's more expensive than I can afford um but I was like, let me just go up in here and see, you know, what's going on. It's very busy, actually. So I, um, and it's not as big as you would think. Like, I've been to, like, um, other Tanger outlet malls. Well, I've been to one in Delaware, and it's the Brooks Brothers outlet there is fucking huge. Um, you know, maybe Hunter Biden has been there. I'm not sure. Um, but this one in Long Island small um but efficient so i go in there there's a lot of there's a lot of men in the suit section and i'm just kind of like oh god like i don't even i'm I, i'm also just like exhausted i'm walking around in these fucking like malibu sandals that are like giving me blisters They're like my feet are sweating i'm just like god i'm like so tired <laughs> like i don't want to do this and um I'm in the suit section. I, I try on a blazer. I, I pick a 42 regular out in like dark gray. I start to try it on and I'm like, oh my God, I might like rip this suit. Like it's so small. But like that was the last size that I knew that I wore. That was the J. Crew blue linen suit. And I was like, okay. So, you know, I'm fully like kind of melting down this moment. I'm like, shit. Okay. And this woman who is, I've noticed she's, um, bouncing around to like five or six different men that are trying on suits and she's like absolutely turning it crazy she's just like okay you need this you need this okay i got you i'm gonna set you a fitting room and do this blah blah blah, blah. And i'm like oh no i'm like i hope she doesn't come to me because i'm just like i don't know if i can afford this i just like I, I just don't know what's really going on and um she's like can i help you, you need a suit and i'm like i really do need a suit and she's like, okay, what size are you? And I'm like, you know, I just tried on a 42. And I was like, um, I think maybe a 44. And she's like, she's like, no. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and she goes away. She comes back. And she gives me another gray suit. 
suit jacket just a blazer or whatever and uh, i try it on, i'm like wow this fits perfectly she's like well i noticed you tried on a regular i think you might be a long and i'm like okay wait this this looks exactly like what i want i'm like what size is it she's like it's 46 and i'm like okay cool 46 regular but i was like you know i'm not certain on the gray i think i might actually just want like a black suit because this is kind of an investment for like basically weddings and funerals for the next like hopefully 10 years um and she's like okay so just try this on you know whatever see how it feels and you know i put the suit and the the, i put on the black blazer 46 long and i looked at myself in the mirror i'm like i kind of think this like looks like perfect and i felt like it was like gender affirming i was like hell yeah i'm like i don't wear like um you know, dressy men's clothes ever. And I was like, this like honestly feels so tight. And I was like, okay, I, I really like this, this blazer and uh, I need some pants. And she's like, okay, what size do you wear? I'm like, I'm a 38. I can fit into a 36. She's like, okay, we're going to give you a 40 because we run a little small here. And I was like, uh-huh. Like, yeah, like, let's do it, bitch. Also, wait, how did I not get into her appearance? She literally, this is like, damn. I'm not doing my due diligence here as a podcaster. She, it was Memorial Day weekend. She looked exactly like Jay Smith Cameron from Succession, Jerry. She was wearing, like, navy blue pants, like some slacks, a white cropped blazer a pinstripe like red white and blue shirt with a tie that had like red white and blue stars and her eye makeup was red white and blue and she was just fucking bouncing around to like so many different men it was like a benetton out there was like it felt like there was like an ms13 like gang member and like Tucker Carlson and like me and she was just kind of like talking to everyone in the same way being like oh you need this size like he's like she's like no that's too long for you you need this and she's just like non-stop in action giving everyone fitting rooms doing this doing that and I was just like it, it put me off at first but then like once I like accepted that I was like in her web and like she knows what she's doing and then I clocked that like everything was 50% off. So this suit, which would have been $600, I paid $300 for, which is, I mean, I was like hoping to spend like under $200. However, I went to every single fucking store. I went to like J. Crew, Banana Republic, Perry Ellis, whatever. Every suit that's like moderately affordable is. polyester. It is, even if they're like kind of thin, they like do the thing like, well, it's stretchy. And so it's like, uh, if you're on the go, like it doesn't get wrinkles. That is such a fucking gimmick. And I literally want to like, oh my God, go to like a cliff and like scream the top of my lungs. This is such bullshit. It should not be much money. And like they do this thing. There's like a new fabric it's called viscose, like V-I-S-C-O-S-E. It's literally rayon. And it's like 60% viscose, 40 or 30% um, elasticine, and like 10%. Bleh. It's like, it's literally all 
it's plastic. It's not a real fiber. Brooks Brothers, it's 100% wool. And it was a thin suit. It fits so well. Okay, I'm getting, I'm getting, okay, I know. I'm getting worked up and I'm getting a little out of hand. So she gives me a, you know, I'm six foot two. So like the pair of pants, she's like, you're going to be a 40 inch waist. And I was like, that is the most shocking thing I've ever heard. This is like basically being like, I would compare it to being like a woman being like, you're infertile or like, you're just like, I'm like 40. Like, no, honey, like I can't be a 40 inch waist. Like, that's crazy. You know, I tried it on. I was like, if it's perfectly, but the length was 30 inches, which is pretty short for me. I'm again, I'm six foot two. Um, and, uh, but it hit right at the ankle and I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, you know, I, it's, I don't want like a lot of fabric gathering, you know, I'm, I'm going to wear it with like Doc Martin Oxford. It's like, I, I wear a little sock and, you know, and I came out of the dressing room. I, I honestly did. I felt like in this suit, I was like, I really do feel good. Like, I'm like, it fits good. And, um, I wanted to show it to her. I was like, Hey, what do you think? She's like, honey, it's great. It's a good length. It's like very modern. I think it's totally your sensibility, which is her being like, you're a faggot. And like, you're not like a demented, like Long Island straight guy. Like, who needs like baggy dress pants? She's like, you look great. And I was like, I feel great. And I was like, listen, you like are so good at this. Like this process was, it would have been hell for me if I had like every option, um, which I basically did going into the store, but just like, you know, like picking out like the suit size and then the pant, the waist and length, I'd be like, Ooh, you know, as again, I'd, I'd gone to every store in the outlet mall. So I was at my wits end and this woman saved my fucking life. She saved my life. And she's like, I was like, Hey, uh, are these pants 50% off too? She's like, you're getting the whole suit for 300. And I was like, okay. Like that's, that's like, it's, it's, it's as cheap as it's going to get again. Every wedding funeral, I'm wearing this shit for the next 10 years and if I lose some weight, I'll get it taken in. If I gain weight, which cannot happen, whatever. I felt so good in it. I was like, period, bitch. So we go to the counter. She rings me up. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I just, I was like, I just want to thank you. You made this, like, actually so fast and so easy. And I've been really stressing about this forever. She's like, oh, honey, it's no big deal. And she's like, well, what's your zip code? You know, I gave her like my phone number, my address. I gave her like every piece of information I could you know, possibly imagine. And uh, I was like, oh, uh, my zip code's 11222. And she's like, oh, is that Brooklyn? I'm like, yeah. Uh, she's like, oh, I was born in Brooklyn. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'm I'm living Greenpoint now. I'm, I'm like, where are you born? And she was like, Brooklyn Hospital. I was like, okay, well, I, <laughs> I kind of just like randomly froze. I was like, uh, I was like, well, I wanted to know what neighborhood he lived in, but I was like, I couldn't in that moment. I mean, sweat is like dripping from my tumbles. I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god, I just survived like something crazy. Uh, I wanted to be like, well, what neighborhood is Brooklyn Hospital in? But then I would be like, reveal myself as like not a real New Yorker, um. So I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm like, I love that hospital. <laughs> and um, 
I noticed she like wrote something on the um, the receipt, and I got home, and uh, it, it said "thank you," even Bonnie, and her name is Bonnie. Like, of course, it's Bonnie. <laughs> and then that kind of curtailed into me do something that I've never done in my entire life. I've never written a Yelp review ever. I mean, ever. I would never write a negative Yelp review, but even like a positive one, I'm like, nah, whatever. But I did, I logged on to Yelp.com, went to the Brooks Brothers Tanger Outlet Deer Park page. I mean, they have like a two point like one rating. Like they're, everyone seems to have a bad time there. And I was like, oh wait, that's crazy. And I was like combing through the reviews. I read all of them. No one mentioned Bonnie. It was mostly some other woman, a manager. And, uh, you know, I, I did leave a review for, like, the first time in my life. I was like, Bonnie helped me out immensely. I was very stressed. She made it so easy. She was so kind. She was so lovely. She's such a professional. Um, promote this woman. Give her a raise. Do whatever. Happy Memorial Day. Period. And, uh, that's the tea. Now I'm, like, kind of excited to go to this wedding because, like, I'm going to look fucking good and I've, I've sworn off my tea as I've sworn off no fast food between now and June 25th when the wedding is so like I mean I'm gonna look good regardless but like damn I might look like really good in the uh, in the wedding pics <laughs> oh Bonnie Bonnie I love you if you're listening what a wonderful woman I'm sure she's like QAnon and like you know Flying like Confederate flag. I don't care. You know, whatever. <laughs> like the make the eye makeup and the the suit and the tie. I was like, damn, like she was giving like Uncle Sam Halloween costume. But I've never I, I haven't met anyone like her in years. A retail professional and like her hair was like fried. She's just like scrambling around. Like she was trying to make the sales. And I could have very easily walked in there. Tried the blazer on in my wrong size. I've been like, no, like, I don't want to do this. But she pushed, but she pushed gently in the right direction. And like, what I ended up with was an absolute deal. You know, getting a, a $600 suit for $300. By the way, it's 100% wool and it's thin. It's like nice. It feels nice. It's natural fibers, which is how everything should be. I wanted to buy this, like, fucking... The only thing I found was, like, a $900. It was, like, kind of, like, chocolatey brown. Um, it, it was a Hugo Boss suit. And it was... I looked at the fiber content. It was literally, again, 100% fucking plastic fibers. I'm like, you can't be... And it was, like, a $3,000 suit for, like, $980, whatever. Man. That's... It's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. Anyways. Oh, yeah. We're at... 50 minutes almost. Oh, shit. Okay, so we talked about the main two topics. Wow. And I have... um, Damn, I have a lot of TV and movie shit to um, to get through. Um, I'm going to take a, another... Just a quick little break. And then I will be right back. And then... I mean, we're going to do over an hour. Like, we're absolutely doing over an hour. Okay. Now, 
Okay, we are back. Kind of the final chapter of the evening. I do have a lot of like television and like movie stuff I want to talk about, but before I get into that, I have a few little gripes about. Uh, I made a note about um, technology. I feel like dragging and dropping has somehow gotten even worse. And like I've talked about this previously, where like Google Images is like terrible. You drag something and it's like it gives you like a dot web page thing and you don't get the image and it's like what? Um, I don't know if that has to do with like the rights of the photographer the image, but even like what you're searching, it, it just don't get the good results. Anyways, even like dragging and dropping from like photo, like iPhoto, to the desktop takes like a good twenty seconds, and I have a brand new computer. Same thing from, like, all the websites. I just don't get it. Also, like, you can't screenshot streaming services. And I did reach out to some listeners, and they were like, oh, you have to, like, change your settings, but it makes your computer slower because you have to, like, do something. But you can't screenshot. Like, there's so much I wanted to screenshot watching, like, honestly, whatever. Top Chef mostly because there's a really hot guy, Ali... And they they filmed him, like, working out shirtless in his hotel room before, like, the finale. And I was like, uh, I need this. I mean, I ended up, like, rewinding it and, like, taking a picture of my phone for my own personal use. But, like, God, I don't want to do that. Whatever. Also, like, someone... (laughs) Actually, this is, like, a topic that I I just wrote down, but I probably should have written in, like, 2014. Is, like... Like, I've never used Siri in my life, but people are like, oh, did you set up Siri? I'm like, bitch, what are you talking about? Like, don't you just, like, talk to her? Don't you just, like, hit the button? Like, I've only accidentally hit the button. It's like, Siri's like, mm, did you mean this? I'm like, no, I didn't. I don't even want to. I'm not talking to you. But it's like, you have to, like, set her up. Like, how do you have to set? How do you set Siri up? Of course, I could I could Google this. I don't care. I think it's weird and annoying. But um, again, speaking of technology, before my NDA kicks in, I was I'm kind of I'm I'm striking gold lately. I've haven't had a focus group in um, probably four years since uh, you know before the the pandemic. Um, I was approved for two this week. One was two hundred seventy five mother tuckin dollars. And it's for Facebook Meta. It's like wearable technology. It's like, they're like, do your shoulders work? Like, can you wear like an arm thing for three hours? And I'm like, yes, bitch. So that's happening like next week um, in Tribeca. I mean, I'm I'm not sure I can report back. So we'll see. But um, I was approved for another face, uh, not Facebook group, uh, another um, focus group. And this, you know, the guy called me, you know, you do a very in-depth, like, they send you a survey that takes, like, 15 minutes. And you answer a lot of questions just to get, like, kind of pre-approved. So I get a phone call, and um, I don't normally answer phone calls, but I was like, let me pick this one up. And luckily it was um, this focus group. And this guy was, you know, it's for light beer. And he's, you know, 
reiterating all the questions I've already answered. And, um, you know, I drink a lot, but I guess I didn't even understand what light beer was. He's like, what's your favorite light beer? And I was like, um, I don't know, like Peroni, Stella, Heineken. He's like, those are not light beers. I was like, oh, they're not. He's like, light beers have the word light in them. And I'm like, oh, I like Coors Light, Miller Light. I mean, I'm like, dude, I drink everything. <laughs> I think you probably got that from my um, little survey answers. And uh, he's like, okay, well, here's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm like the middleman. Like, I want you to get this focus group. It's for like very physically active people. So like maybe you want to like rethink some of your answers. And I was like, oh, like what? And he's like, do you, are you physically active at all? And I'm like, um, I walk places. He's like, okay, so you like take hikes. You do ride bikes. And I'm like trying to follow his lead. I'm like, yes, that is how I get all my exercise. He's like, do you do group activities? I'm like, I'm like, if you're talking about like kickball leagues or something like no he's like that's fine but like just do you do i'm like yeah i play tennis i'm like i don't you know whatever i don't but i'm like yeah we'll just add that to the fucking list and for this specific like um focus group little corporation or whatever like they make you um upload your instagram or they you know they ask you if your instagram handle and he's like oh hey by the way like uh (laughs) He's like, hey, man, like, anyone ever told you, like, you have, like, a Bad Bunny vibe? Like, you kind of look like Bad Bunny. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah. A friend of the pod, uh, Anna Cacciatas, told me I look like Bad Bunny. I was like, I'll take that because, you know, she's, uh, she is, like, she's um, a race scientist. So, I'm <laughs> like, period, bitch. <laughs> um my intuition is telling me it's like Michelob Ultra because he kept like asking about that and he's like would you ever buy Michelob Ultra I'm like honestly I don't know, maybe I've had it before he's like well when's the last time you had it I'm like I'm like I think I had it like a barbecue like last time he's like would you ever he's like you don't have to lie to me dude and I was like oh my god why are you like yelling at me like I'm like I don't know like I didn't buy it like I don't I typically just like <coughs> drink it like bars or like social events so like i don't really see like any place i'm going to be having Michelob ultra but like tea anyway so i'm like hopefully gonna go to that and um i'll meet some other fellow active um men that are concerned about calories and he's like are you concerned about the calories you drink and i'm like i'm like honestly yeah but like i do be pushing through it and like not caring and I do eat fast food and I um am a gluttonous pig who should probably like who like kind of deserves to die for sinning against you know it's one of the it's one of the main seven sins is gluttony so I'm like you know whatever anyways so um I'll report back technology technology chapters over okay i'm gonna get into some tv stuff because i've been watching oh i've been watching the shows oh my god we're almost in an hour oh lord back 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 again okay so tv stuff i'm gonna kind of do like a rapid fire like 
um, there's like six to eight. No, there's like 10, 10 shows that I want to talk about. And, um, you know, they don't necessarily need that much attention. So like, let me just, <laughs> let me just do my thing. Okay. There's a show on Netflix called the ultimatum colon queer love, which is like all these lesbians. There's like, maybe there's like one person who's like maybe non-binary and she's like 45 and she's like, well, I might be non-binary or trans. I think they just call the whole show queer now. But it should be like ultimatum lesbian love because like lesbians are truly being erased. And like women are doing it themselves, but like it's also like a whole whatever. I don't care. Um, the premise of the show is a little complicated. It's like there's these like dedicated couples that come there, but like one of the partners is like giving the other partner an ultimatum that's like either we leave here engaged or we're going to break up after the show so like the couples like hang out and they have like a week or something it's it's uh, it's still not even clear the show has been going on for a while but it's like they have it with like straight people the couples that are dedicated agree to like they all like dissolve and they kind of like mingle and they kind of see who they like around. And then like they have like a dinner and then um, all kind of like pick like who they're going to live with for three weeks. So that's the thing. It's like you pick a partner to simulate like coupled life and you live for three weeks in like a, a an apartment together. And um, they're rolling out the episodes like love is blind where they'll, they'll, release like four at a time so it's only the first four are out there's like probably 10 total um the names of these couples are like so fucking cool um one is named like tiff and mildred and tiff is like this fucking bull dyke who like i don't want to spoil anything but like the person she matches up with um it's very sweet and kind of like demure and like not like rowdy. And Tiff is like, she's, she's starting kind of always. And Tiff has a dog. It's like a husky. And Tiff is like, you know, my dog's my child. Like if you don't want to, if you don't like treat my dog like my child and you like, then like you don't respect me. And it's like, my dog is my child. And like her partner is just like, okay. Her new partner is just like, I love your dog's fine. Like, I don't even know what you're, <laughs> this is like what I've been kind of going on and on about it recently in the pod is like dog owners are literally psychotic. Like your dog is not your child. It's not a child. It's a fucking dog. But Tiff is just like, if you don't fucking like treat your my dog is like it, the, the partner's like indifferent. She's just kind of like, okay, whatever. Like your dog is here. I'm, I'm fine with it, but like, I'm not giving I, some people just aren't dog people. And it's, it's weird. That that's like a, um, an ultimatum beyond the other ultimatum, which is the entire show. Is it like, if you don't love my dog as much as me, you can't be with me. Like that's psycho, you know? Anyways, there's a new season of Couples Therapy on Showtime. Shout out, um, boop, a listener. Um, I do know your name, but I don't want to, like, say it in case you don't want it. But, like, appreciate you giving me the Showtime login. 
Orna is back. Miss Ornasha has returned. This season has like lesbians. There's also queer love. Um, he's so cool. If like Orna, like went on Drag Race and just like solved everyone's problems like immediately. Like imagine if Orna was on like this season with like Roxy Andrews. And Roxy was, like, telling her about, like, how her mom left her at the bus stop at the age of four and never came back. Like, that would be so deep. Um, But I won't spoil anything about the season of um, couples therapy. But I will say, like, a, a, big, a big theme is, like, there's a lot of not only polyamorous queer people, but, like, straight people being, like, well, we think we should open our um, relationship. And, uh... Again, I won't spoil, but the the, the thing that you kind of mostly get from all these um, episodes is that, like, polyamorous people are just trying to protect themselves from the pain of truly being with someone. And I'm not one to judge because I've been, like, very relationship resistant pretty much my entire life. So, like, again, I'm not... nailing anyone to a cross but I'd also never be like I'm Polly and it's like I'm just alone anyways the HBO show Somebody Somewhere Bridget Everett love it it's so sweet so cute so funny the last two episodes of season two really grew on me I mean the show's like very pleasant and nice but like I cried like happy tears I cried sad tears and like I haven't cried in a very long time I love the show next up on HBO White House Plumbers Justin Theroux he's honestly so hot to me and so cool and he fucking kills it in the show it's like uh about the Watergate scandal um which I still don't even get like is Deep Throat a part of Watergate? Like, I don't think so. But, like, there is, like, a controversy that I didn't, like, realize is that, like, the main guy in the Watergate's scandal, they, like, broke into Watergate's, uh, I don't know if they stole documents or, like, photographed stuff. They got caught breaking into the Democratic National Convention um, office, which is in, it's in the Watergate building. But then this guy's wife, like died in a flight that crashed with like a reporter and like some other like agents and it's like very it's like mm, that's it's not random or is it random it's a little it's very convenient because she was about to spill the fucking tea um the kardashians had a you know their new season premiere um I didn't take much away from it other than like Chloe named her son Tatum. Tatum. Like Channing Tatum's last name. Tatum. Um, I did not expect that. Tatum's very like Lakeland, Taylor. It's very Nashville. I don't. I, Chloe Tatum? Like, no. But it was cute that Kendall was teaching Kylie stick shift in her, you know, 1997 Porsche 911. And I was like, well, does Gen Z even like know what a stick shift is? Like, I mean, truly, like, I don't even think they know. Um, oh my God, wait, it's 1059. I have to take a break because bitch, it's Heather Juju's going to go live on Instagram on the 
Gravy Train Podcast. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay, we are back. Heather tore it crazy. Funniest woman in America. You gotta subscribe to Bimbo Summit Podcast for the love of God. Okay, but I have some like more uh just like TV TV stuff. Um that I wanna kinda run through. Okay. First up, Teresa and Louie's wedding. This is like real housewives of New Jersey shit. I mean, Louie's literally the devil. I will say his brother and sister are, like, pretty hot. And, like, that's cool. But, like, why was Chanel Ion from Real Housewives of Dubai at Teresa's wedding? Like, I don't even think, like, that... I think Dubai was, like, maybe at best airing while this uh, wedding took place. Like, was she just inviting anyone from Bravo she possibly could? It doesn't make sense. Also, like, Margaret even showing up was weird. She was crying because Joe um, Gorga wasn't there. And, I mean, she left early, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, just don't. Just don't. Um, All of Teresa's daughters read speeches off of a phone, which I just want to say, reading a speech off a phone is so tacky and weird. Like, we have to, like maybe set a precedent that like that cannot just print it off you have to print off it needs to be on a piece of paper at least off a phone is so ugh Teresa's at her wedding probably cost like over $500,000 so why wouldn't you spend like 50 cents to print off a piece of paper to like read a speech like it just doesn't it looks so bad to me Anyways, speaking of cheap and fucking awful, watch the Randall Emmett doc. It was called The Randall Scandal. It's on Hulu. And basically it was like the same thing as like um, the Britney Spears doc where it was like a bunch of like random chicks just like reading the article they wrote. So this is like an LA Times article, which I already read. Um, But like the people that like put it together were like, talking heads reading it and I'm like I don't really need to see you and like I it, it was just like very useless and um there was like one funny moment that was like uh this poor assistant who was like taking Adderall Randall found out that he was taking Adderall and Randall's like oh you're on Adderall like what are you retarded and Lala was like, no, actually, a lot of people are taking that these days. I was like, that's tea. <laughs> um, I watched part one of the Summer House reunion, and I just don't love every single person coming for Lindsay Hubbard. I'm very much a hubcap. I'm like, hubs hive, assemble. Um, Danielle is like a, a emotionally volatile freak. You know, it's like she just she would never be happy for them. And I get it. I guess 
Lindsay's like hard to I but I, I actually don't I don't get it. Like I think she's like normal and <laughs> no, she's terrible. But she's fine. She's like funny. She's funny. She's the only she's the life force of this show without her, like can you even imagine? It's just like Paige trying to be like Audrey Hepburn and like with her fucking shitty like Amazon clothes being like, I'm a queen. It's like, yeah, no, whatever. Actually, Sierra is kind of the queen of the show. Love, love Sierra. Sierra's like really torn it crazy and like shown that she can fight and um, also be chill. Uh, anyways, uh, I tried watching Yellow Jackets season two. I watched the first episode when it was like uh, out a couple months ago. And I was like, okay, what? And then I was like, okay, this show's actually terrible. And then I, today, tried watching the second episode of season two. And I turned it off within six minutes. Because I'm like, this is not a TV show. There's just, like, weird montages of, like, shit that, like, does not even connect. There is no storyline. There is, they've, I mean, they've run. It's run its course. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're trying to, like, just add, like storylines of like where the women are at now and it, it just doesn't add up and I think it's atrocious because there are some cool actors like you know uh Juliet Lewis uh Christina Ricci I'm like god that's it's just unfortunate that's like what this show is giving them but I did watch a, a new show well it's not new but it's new to me um it's called Mind Hunter um, on Netflix, um, and it's it's been canceled because it's it was like a David Fincher thing. Um, there's been two seasons, and I'm working my way through the second season, and it stars Jonathan Groff, um, the guy, the gay guy from Looking, which was a pretty abysmal show. But um, it's about these like FBI agents who try to form a sort of team about learning. Uh, how serial killers work in like the late 60s early 70s and it is so well done and it's a very slow burn to the point where it's like I mean the first season I think is great and there's um they're kind of uh in the background of the show there's like a a killer doing stuff and they don't really fully address it in season one and season two it starts to come out that it's like the BTK killer and like they how do I even explain it? Okay, so they're like FBI agents that like go to um prisons and interview like serial killers on death row because like serial killers were not a thing forever. You know, it's like kind of a new much like homelessness is it's like it's a new relatively new sort of thing where it's like how do we wrap our minds around this? And um, the dialogue is fantastic. Jonathan Groff is amazing. There's this like really beautiful woman who's like a lesbian and she's like, I don't know her name. I don't know her like actual name, but like uh, she's fantastic. Oh my God. It's so good. And somehow I just like completely missed it. Um, But recently they're like, well, we can't do a season three because it's just like, too expensive and Netflix doesn't want to put money into it. That's what David Fincher said. I was like, God damn. 
but I'm I'm slowly working my way through season two. I think it's such a good show because like everyone has Netflix. I feel like everyone has Netflix, and it's like the other stuff is like kind of extraneous. It's like Peacock, Paramount, Showtime, whatever. Blah blah blah. But like if you got Netflix and you want something to watch, fire up Mindhunter because it is intriguing and it's just sensational. It's great. Like I love the show. Um, what else do we have? Oh wait, we're an hour and bitch. So, I mean, so I have a lot of other topics, but like, I think I'm done for tonight. But like, they will be saved for the next episode. One last little thing is that like, this has been like bothering me for like years. Is that like, people like to say like when men wear flip flops in New York City, it's like disgusting it's like oh my god how can a man wear flip-flops i will obviously just say like it's not a good look anywhere like a flip-flop it's fine but it's like you can get past it however it's like how is that any different than like a woman wearing like an open-toed pair of shoes like a beautiful sandal a mule or like anything like a women expose their feet all the time um you know, I've been wearing, you know, little slides or like a, 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 not a meal, but a clog. Um, you know, I get a little self-conscious and like, well, should I not be exposing my feet? I mean, you know, anyways, I just want to, I think this is why, this is why school shootings happen. I'm sorry. It's not, but it like kind of is. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, what was the difference? I'm going to pick out a little song to guide us out. And um, thank you so much for listening. If you made this far, love you to death. Um, okay. Good night. Bye. Taking me in my way.